see Paul W. Smith on I-94 this morning, please move to the right. He may be running a few minutes late. It's the pre-W. Smith Show with Jeff Sloan on 760 WJR. All right. Indeed, a little intrigue there. Uh, listen, uh, speaking of intrigue, one of the things that's just the fundamentally most important thing in our country is the education of our young people, our educational system, the process, the way we go about it versus others in the world ultimately determines over time our place in the world. Uh, you know, at the heart of it all is a great foundational education system. We all know there's lots of issues, lots of problems, always have been, always will be, uh, that we'll be constantly in addressing, optimizing, etc. But one thing that's concerning is that a new study out just recently, this was the uh, 2022 National Assessment of Educational Progress, otherwise known as the Nation's Report Card, has just revealed a really significant drop in reading and math scores. I guess these are tested at fourth and eighth grade levels. Uh, I'll get into that in just a second and give you the results. But let me, you know, one thing that I can't draw a direct corollary to is exactly why, precisely why, but there's a lot of hypotheses and a lot of things that seem rather obvious, the most of which is because students during the pandemic had to be educated at home you know, remote learning is a big factor. And I know in our household, it was the kids were home for part of the time. And I know as parents, we were very active in doing our best to, you know, step in and provide direct guidance that the teacher would otherwise be able to provide in a classroom setting. But, you know, candidly, time marches on. And for example, the way even long division is done today is different than the way it was done when I learned it 30, 40 years ago, whatever it was, 50 years ago. Oh, no. And so it's not the same. It's just not the same. Certainly beyond even the education, the social interaction, you know, when you remove the kids from the classroom, that also decayed. And I know I've seen studies on that as well. You know, the mental health issues and all the rest that have come from being removed from the classroom environment, even for a brief period of time or the longer period of time, some kids up to a couple of years, some kids a year, some six months, whatever it was, you know, this was a, this was a big factor. Kristen, did your kids homeschool? For a very short time. A brief time. Yep, very right. short time. We were able chal- to get- it was challenging. Oh, gosh, like, yes. So challenging. Yes. I was known it- in my house as Headmaster Mommy. Oh, God. Now, <laughs> now, now it's just a Headmaster at the Pre-W Smith Show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've so. taken a significant drop in your <laughs> yeah. credentials, yes, yeah. in, your, in your titling. It was tough. I but mean, it is tough. It is. Yeah, it is tough. And, uh, and so, look, let's get into some of the uh, concerning data. Math scores have dropped as much as a third, 33%, reading scores down 8%. And uh, this is really, really significant. And it's not the kind of thing you can turn around on a dime. You know, it's not easy to get back. Some of the education ranks are saying that they lost so much progress that it's going to take decades to make up the difference and get back to where we were before. They said we've erased decades of progress. You know, there was some question even before the pandemic about where we fared in the world with our educational system relative to the rest of the world. We were already starting to drop and fall behind, now even more so. And again, nothing more important than equipping our young people to embrace their futures and lead ours. You know, the rest of us, I mean, that's where it happens. So that transition from generation to generation, well, let's hope we can get this turned around 
concerning news, to be sure. Now, Kristen, you've got a story for us. Uh, last Friday, by the way, I think you did a very interesting story, fun story, on the pairing of wine with Halloween candy. Which Halloween candy goes best with which type of grape, which type of wine, which type of varietal? And that was fun. But this morning, you've got another thing for us. No alcohol involved this time. Well, don't be so sure about that, Jeff. Well, that's true. You never can be sure. Listen, that's your business. <laughs> that's right. And now I'm making it yours. So. Yes, you are indeed. Let's just not make it the show's business. Right. Let's carry on here. Let's let's focus on caffeine. Yeah, caffeine, big. And that's another big topic here on the morning show. Why? Because, well, it's 5.35 a.m. Right? And that's how we start our day, as most people do. So I was reading this article over the weekend about uh, trends right now, top trends in the coffee world. And because most people start their day in that manner, it seemed like a, an important topic. A fitting, certainly, yeah. a, certainly a fitting topic. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So there were six coffee trends that were kind of um, focused on. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what the six were. Ready to drink, fruit forward processing, okay. specialty flavors, improved quality, and here we go, spirit infused coffees. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, and somehow it always has a... a pl- always. Just uh, whatever subject we're at, yes. Obvious. Yeah. And ethically sourced, sustainable, and fair trade. So let's break these down a little yeah. bit and talk about what these trends mean to the rest of us. Yeah, absolutely. So um, there seems to be consistently a focus on the number one thing was ready to drink coffee. So coffee that's already made, you know, that's Starbucks. That's like the bottles. That's exactly right. right. That's right. exactly right. There's a company that's coming out right now. It's called Fire Department Coffee, and they mm. have ready-to-drink coffee in cans so that you can drink it throughout the day. And I thought, okay, that mm. could be something. Okay. I mean, if you can put it in a glass jar, why not put it in a can, right? Right, right. So, all right. And then what about fruit-forward processing? What in the world is that? I'm so baffled, actually. So it's taking the coffee bean and infusing it with fruit. It's in the name, Jeff. Fruit, so so in other words, like the flavoring? essence, the mm-hmm. flavoring. like this, essence. Uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. So flavored coffee, right from the bean. Correct. Yep. Interesting. And then, as as still very popular, is our specialty flavors like our pumpkin spice, the mochas, the coffee butter lattes, and getting more creative. And this is still a very popular trend at the majority of coffee shops, even those that claim to be purists. They still have yeah. a specialty flavor on the menu. Mm-hmm. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. There we have it. Coffee. You know, in order to compete and outcompete the others, you got to turn to these new new approaches. That's right. Listen, uh, we've got uh, an important show, like always, every weekday morning coming up right here on WJR, the Paul W. Smith Show. And we've got Anne, Anne Thomas with us previewing the show. Anne? Well, good morning, Jeff. Good morning. What, what, what's so in your coffee cup morning. right now, Anne? What's in well, your it's very cup? funny. I was listening to Kristen talk about that. <laughs> Mine is pumpkin spice. Oh. I love flavored coffee. That's so, a yes, hot, pumpkin yeah, that's the spice. Hot. What do you think, Anne? You know, that comes around a couple months, you know, this time of year. Do you crave it the rest of the year, or are you good with it just being the novelty for right now? It just kind of fits oh, the I'm season? Oh, just right now. Just right, right now, Jeff. You can only have pumpkin spice for a couple months. You know, I see on. a trend with you. It was pumpkin pie, I think, too, right? Pumpkin yes, pie, mm-hmm. pumpkin spice. Pumpkin and apple pie right now is just okay. fine. There we go. But you know what we're going to talk about this morning? Kind of a, a tough story, Jeff. The uh, Ethan Crumbly case. 
So Ethan Crumbly is the Oxford uh, shooter, the 16-year-old, and he is expected to plead guilty this morning to all 24 counts against him. So we are going to be talking about that quite a bit on the show today. And then also uh, the Lions. We're going to talk about the Lions just like you guys did. You know, Paul predicted that they would win. So we're going to get Paul some jazz about that. Put Mm -hmm. it on tape. That's on tape. Yes, it is. He's he's got some answering to do. He sure does. Yes, he does. All right, looking forward to that. You know, the Ethan Crumbly story, it it just rips your heart out. The whole thing. Mm -hmm. The whole story. From obviously the families who suffered horribly but uh, with their losses. But even that, ugh, I just, I don't know. Well, it's just a Tragedy all around. Tragedy yeah. all around. Tragedy all around. Mm-hmm. All right, good. We're looking forward to the show. And we're going to head out right now on the Pre-W Smith Show. Hand it off to you guys in just a few minutes. Stick with us right here on WJR.